Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. All right. We are Stay Scary Podcast. And we are live from Nightmare at Bow Market in beautiful bucolic Somerville. I'm Lisa McColgan. I'm Ian Kiefer. And uh, ordinarily, this is a very silly podcast about very serious horror. And we tend to do a lot of... uh, We tend to do a lot of... uh, Episodes about themes and tropes in horror movies, but uh, given the uh, unusual nature of the podcast today, we figured we would jump on the mic and hopefully people will jump on this extra mic that we have and uh, tell us tell us, uh, tell us, us some ghost stories from your hometown or if you have any murder stories from your hometown. Murder. We love murder. Um, we love anything creepy and weird um, but I will start with a, a quick ghost story let me this is all kinds position of yourself, I'm going to position I myself here alright so I, I have I have a ghost story it's um, it's about the family we have a family ghost I'm uh, I'm Irish Catholic and we have a family ghost and the family ghost was Monaghan um, and Monaghan lived in my great grandparents house on Round Hill Street in Jamaica Plain and uh we were never allowed past the second floor of the house because because Monaghan would get us. And I like actually I was fucking terrified. I was terrified the Monaghan. Well, I don't know if like Monaghan was like the ghost that came over with them from Ireland or if Monaghan was like somebody who died in the crawl space. I don't mess with Irish ghosts. I, I, no, no, you don't mess with Irish don't ghosts. Care. You don't, you fucking don't know, you don't mess with the Irish ghosts. You they'll don't mess with them. The they'll hit you over the head. They'll make you peel potatoes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So so my Nana and my Aunt Mary would not, never let us go up past the second floor of the house because, oh, sure, Monaghan will get you. Um, so years go by. This, is, this isn't really like a particularly scary ghost story. Uh, it was a scary in the sense that it was, like, terrifying to me because it was, like, this old, dark house. And... Um, and you know my 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 great grandmother was like a hundred years old, and she was bedridden, and she would just kind of like she never remembered who I was half the time. I'd come in, and she'd be like, "Oh, who are you?" And I'd say, oh. <laughs> "Just like, <laughs> oh, who are you?" She was really the big bad wolf. And and and, and, and I'd say, "Oh, hi, Nana. I'm Jackie's daughter." Oh, Jackie's daughter. Um, so you're like six or seven years old like that's like super creepy um and so you know the house was creepy and 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 my aunt mary had like lawrence welk was always on on the tv downstairs and like and and there there was like that dusty bowl of ribbon candy on top of the television set like one of those huge like wooden cabinet television sets and And the dusty ribbon the ribbon candy and lawrence welk and my grandmother upstairs you know who are you um and monaghan um so then years later I was visiting 
I was visiting. What kind of house is this? I was in. I was in. Oh, it's a very Irish Catholic house, is what it is. Yeah, no. Um, so, I didn't come up like that. <laughs> Tell me, this is scary. Um, all right. So years later, I'm visiting um, my grand. So my grandfather's youngest sister, my aunt Madeline, and my aunt Madeline lived in uh, in in South Carolina. And so I'm at my aunt Madeline's house, and like one of my like second or third twice removed cousins. I mean, I don't know. I have like so many freaking cousins. Like they had one of those lamps where if you touch the lamp, it gets brighter, oh, and then it gets like, like brighter and brighter. And so like yeah, so this yeah. little kid, this this little cousin of mine is like touching the lamp, and it gets a little brighter, and he goes, "Thank you, Monahan." Oh, and no. touches it again, and it gets lighter. Thank you, Monahan. <laughs> and I was like, "You son of a bitch, Monahan's a good ghost. <laughs> Monahan's a good ghost now." And all the I was time, really we angry. Been friends and all this time, we could have been friends. No, I was pissed. <laughs> like like God, Monahan, Monahan in in. in in that Irish tradition was like the ghost or the monster that like you know that, that parents would tell their kids about to keep them from doing shit the Monahan the Monahan but now Monahan like makes the lamp go brighter and that's just bullshit um, so that's my ghost story well I I'm, who are you <laughs> who are you <laughs> oh who are you oh who are you well I have it's funny that you should talk about Irish ghosts because uh, I know about an Irish ghost from of all places, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Oh, hey. I think I'm hearing the uh, comedy club in, uh, doing a sound check or something. Comedy club, yes, we're sharing this uh, echoing, ricocheting lobby space with the comedy club, and they're clearly. Yeah, you guys are going to hear some amb- ambient sounds. Have a lot of ambient and people, people walking by. So, uh, in, in Carbon County, Pennsylvania, there's a town called, uh, it's known as Jim Thorpe now. But it was also called Mach Chunk. Um, Mach Chunk? Yeah, so it's Algonquin. Um, okay. So, yeah, large Algonquin. Up here, you've got what? The, uh, oh, God. The Massasoit. Yeah. Wampanoag. Wampanoags, yep, yep. But in, uh, in Pennsylvania, you had the, the Algonquin, and so Mach Chunk was the, yeah. was the uh, name of the town. So, in uh, Jim Thorpe, Carver County, a hangman proclaimed his innocence by, um, so, so he was actually he's one of the Molly Maguires. Okay. And he was working in the coal mines, and he was accused of murder. 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 So yes, he murdered one of his bosses. Okay. And they were going to hang him, and he proclaimed his innocence. And on the day of his execution, in his cell, he took his hand and he said, "This is the mark of an innocent man." And he put his hand on the wall. Mm-hmm. And left a mark there. And to this day, there are tours of that prison, and that hand mark is still there. Wow. And they tried to scrub it away all of these years. So that was back in, uh, what, 1877. Okay. And he was cell number 17. So that that, that has resisted cleaning, that has resisted scrubbing. You can't get the hand print off that, the that wall. That hand print comes back. So, like I said, Ooh. don't mess with the Irish people. No, you they don't know. We are vengeful as fuck. They, yeah. they will leave a mark there. It's stubborn as hell. You know? But yeah, the uh, the, the Irish and the Welsh were uh, treated very poorly um, in the coal mines of Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes, they were. So that's my uh, Irish ghost story from Pennsylvania. <laughs>
from Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Irish Pennsylvania as opposed to the Pennsylvania Dutch, <laughs> which I grew up knowing too. Also, yeah, we've got some other other stories about uh, haunted Somerville and haunted Cambridge. Okay, there's a, there's a story about Powderhouse Powderhouse Square. Yeah, the, the story of Powderhouse Square. This is like the whole story. Wow. Well, okay. there's two different. There's two. Sorry. Is, All right. Let's see. Is, oh, that's haunted Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're in the bill. We're in the bill. So okay. Let's see. Mike thing. An ancient windmill once stood at the site of the Revolutionary War era powder house in Somerville, Massachusetts. The tower is located at College Avenue and Broadway. I love how we can hear the hair dry, the, the hand dryer in here. It's like it's like the winds whistling through a haunted house. Like it's the mill. It's the haunted mill. It's the haunted uh, hand dryer. Um, so an ancient wind mill once stood. Or footsteps of doom. The footsteps of doom. <laughs> An ancient windmill once stood at the site of the Revolutionary War era powder house in Somerville, Massachusetts. The tower is located at College Avenue and Broadway in a public park. The following story is associated with the powder house. The old powder house is soon named because at the outbreak of the Revolutionary War, it was used temporarily as a magazine but yes a magazine not not like cosmopolitan but long before that it was a windmill here in the old days two lovers held their rendezvous a sturdy and honest young farmer of the neighborhood. Sturdy and honest, you know, because the, those two go together. If you're sturdy, you're honest. If you're honest, you're sturdy. Sturdy and honest young farmer of the neighborhood and the daughter of a man whose wealth bloated him with purse pride. The father Oh, man, I love that purse pride. Bloated him with purse pride. I want purse pride. I myself am bloated with purse pride. Purse pride. I'm going to say next time I have a burrito, I'm bloated. With purse pride. My burrito baby. I'm bloated with purse pride. Alright, so bloated with purse pride, okay? So he's rich and he's a dick. Um, the father held an elitist opinion of the farmer, and when it was whispered to him that the young pair were meeting each other almost every evening at the windmill, he contrived to surprise and humiliate them at the mill as punishment. From the shadow of the door, they saw his approach, and yielding to the girl's imploring, the farmer hid himself while she climbed to the loft. The flutter of her dress caught the old man's eye, and he rushed, panting, into the mill. For some moments, he groped about, for his eyes had not grown used to the darkness of the place, and hearing his muttered oaths, Mutter some oaths. The girl crept backward away from the stairs. I swear. She was beginning to hope that she had not been discovered. But her foot got caught in a loose board and she stumbled. And in her fall, she threw out her hand to save herself and found a rip within her grasp. Not gasp, grasp. Immediately when her weight was applied to the rope, there was a whir and a clank. Uh-oh. The, the cord had set the great fan blades in motion. Suddenly, a fall was heard. Then a cry. Passing from anger into anguish. 
She rushed down the stairs. The farmer appeared from his hiding place at the same time, and together they dragged the old man to his feet. At the same moment, when the wind had started, the blades he had been standing on one of the millstones, and the sudden jerk had thrown him down. His arm caught between the grinding surfaces and had been crushed to a pulp. That's nasty. He was carried home and tenderly nursed, but he did not live long. Yet before he died, he was made to see the folly of his scheme, and he consented to the marriage that it had cost him so dearly to try to prevent. Okay. Before she could summon hearts to set the wedding date, the girl passed many months of grief and repentance, and for the rest of her life, she avoided the old mill. There was good reason for doing so, people said, for on windy nights, the spirit of the old man used to haunt the place, using such profanity, sweet, it's a fucking swearing ghost, using such profanity that it became visible in the form of blue lights, dancing and exploding, so like they're like blue, like, like, like blue fuck bombs, like blowing up around the building. What the uh, mill was when it was used during the Revolutionary War. Oh, okay. Because there, so if you want to see some fuck bombs on Halloween night, go to this. Go, uh, to, go, to, the, yeah, go to the corner of uh, what is it, College Ave and uh, and uh, and Broadway in a public park. You can go to the tower. Just down the street. See some see some fuck bombs. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm gonna go. Pretty good. Yeah, and you know you'll see the big mill. Yeah, I thought the guy was decapitated. That's the story. No, he lost his arm. No, because if he was decapitated, they wouldn't be able to tenderly nurse him. And he wouldn't have been able to see the folly of his of his ways if he had no fucking head. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. Do you really want to see, like, your daughter getting freaky with the sturdy short... Sturdy young farmer? Oh, I mean, that's about our friends in Cambridge. Just oh, the, the, just next door. Next, the town next door. Yeah. Yeah, so there are a couple of... Um, places. So I guess uh, the Cooper Lee Nichols house on Brattle Street. Okay. You know, you're minding your business, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see five Hessian soldiers playing cards. Hessians? The Hessians. The Hessians. They were hired Germans to that. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's but in case somebody else doesn't know who Hessians are, yes. in case you don't know who Hessians are. And, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I would like to think that it was. So did anybody see Sleepy Hollow with the Tim Burton one with... Oh, uh, with Johnny Depp Johnny and Depp. Uh, Christina Ritchie? Yes. And, like, Christopher Walken is the Hessian and he's got his teeth filed down into points and he's, and, like, he smiles and he goes... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he's the Hessian. He's a Hessian. All right, so just imagine a bunch of Christopher Walkens with filed down teeth. Okay. <laughs> Playing cards. Yes. Playing cards. And not, not dating. So that, so, you know, walk into that and see if you 
you'd be able to sleep afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other pretty bad murders. 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 Dr. George Parkman was murdered in his home at 33 Beacon Street in 1849. Okay. You know why? No. He failed to pay back his debt to John Webster. Yeah, see, that like they been murdered in the, a lot then. Like, if, if you, like, stole somebody's cow, you could get murdered. It's like, you know what? That guy owes that me five... That would be a justifiable killing. That guy owes me five bucks. I think I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he stole my cow! <laughs> like, I wonder what the manner of murder would have been, though, when if you were, like... So murdered. I pressed him with a bunch of rocks. <laughs> like, back in the day... I took out my muskets. There's a lot of, like, effort that goes into strangling and things like that. I, I wouldn't be... Uh, it's too much work. To murder someone? Yeah. That's, it's a lot of work. I'm too lazy to kill anybody. Well, yeah, so... Oh, so here's what he did. I'm sorry. Oh. There's more to the story. Oh, there's more to the you know, story? So, no, the John Webster... Oh, the John Webster story. Yeah, the guy who is uh, the loan shark, apparently, because Webster chopped up Dr. Parkman. Oh. And he scattered... those. Yeah. Oh. Did he, did he hide him under the floorboards, like in an Edgar Allan Poe story? He scattered his parts in the toilet and furnace. Ooh. This would be a really great time for the toilet to flush in the other room now. Yeah. So Webster was eventually caught and hung. So wait a minute, there was a toilet in this house? What year is it again? 1849. I don't know if it's like a toilet. Uh, I want to do a little fact checking here. Fact check. They fact said, check on that. I'm, I'm well, going to call bullshit on that. They found his dental evidence in the furnace, apparently. So that's how Webster dental got caught. Dental evidence. So make sure you pull out their teeth before you kill them. All right. When was when the did, toilet invented? The WC. The water closet. When was the toilet invented? Maybe it was an outhouse inside. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, fl- the flush toilet. This is fascinating. The I flush that. toilet was invented in 1596, but didn't become widespread until 1851. All right. All right. So th- this was a man of means, uh, Dr. George Parkman. If he had well, a wait a minute. Yeah, before that, the toilet was a motley collection of communal outhouses, chamber pots, and holes in the ground. So that's the history of the toilet. It's from the Smithsonian uh, Smithsonian website. So it must you know, be true. Yeah, it must be true. So it must be it's true. It's the first thing that came up, so it must be true. Hello, come sit with this baby. Look at this baby. I have to clean up my language right, now. But now we have to be... That's okay. He doesn't know yet. Okay. <laughs> that was... We're talking about scary things that have happened in Somerville and Cambridge and other places that we might hold but, dear. But we're also willing to hear if you're not from these areas, if you have, if we have an extra microphone, if you, if you know, uh, if you have murder or, or ghost stories Any from your town. Tales of lore. Uh, we're, we're from Somerville too. Oh, all right. Well, you missed the Powderhouse Square Do you thing. guys know about the Powderhouse Ghost? No. Oh, the Powderhouse. There's a Powderhouse house goes to drop like swear bombs um fuck bombs blue yeah blue swear blue bombs swear bombs it's at the corner of broadway and college avenue the tower there that's that there's there's their ghost stories in that tower okay so you guys know cambridge hospital right yeah anybody right. work there you look like you Robert, actually. Okay. <laughs> somebody you look like you uh, your head snapped up like oh 
I know Cambridge Hospital. I go to Cambridge Hospital. I might work at Cambridge Hospital. All right, sir. So, uh, so there's a nurse at Cambridge Hospital who confessed to 31 murders in 1902. Ooh. What she murder? Like old people or babies? Uh, well, this is weird. So Jolly Jane Toppin. Jolly Jane Toppin. Hey. Overdosed patients on morphine and atrophine. <gasps> Mercy killings? Uh, she, and I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she just, but I think she was lonely because she reportedly well, there's the wind. There's a scary wind ah. again. Hi, baby. I know. It's like, I'm like, I want to curse so bad. <laughs> it's not my baby to curse in front of <laughs> But, uh, all right. So, so, yeah. so, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah. So, she uh, overdosed patients on morphine and atrophine and then climbed into their beds as they passed away. Climbed into their beds, what, to like hold them? And, and like, what, she have a thing about like. Bitch was lonely. Die- and one, oh, that's gross. Yeah. Wow. Oh, crap. I can't say bitch in Oh, that's like, right. Well, if that law passes. If that law passes, I can't say can't, that. Can't word. say the B word. So you can't listen to Holland Oats. You can't listen to Rich Girl. You can't listen to Rich Girl. You can't listen David to David Bowie. Yeah, that's true. Elton John. Rihanna. So many bitch songs. Rihanna, I'm sorry. So Anna. many. All right, no, but I want to know bitch more about. I want to know more about this. What was it? Jolly Jane. Jolly Jane Toppin. Jolly Jane Toppin. She was it. I don't know if she. Was I bet one of she's those like a big, stu- like stout woman. I, I could just like picture her. I'm gonna like she, get so my research machine. Here. I've been watching. Jolly Jane. I've been watching that um, thing on Hulu, Castle Rock, uh, that Stephen King kind of based thing. And Annie Wilkes is like the central character. And if you guys remember Mer- Misery, remember Misery? Annie Wilkes uh, with uh, Kathy Bates. And she's, oh, oh Dirty Bird. Yeah, look so at Jolly Jane. She's exactly who I thought she looked like. Guys, Check, I'm going to turn around and so you guys see Jolly Jane here. That, what, isn't that exactly what you think Jolly Jane looks like? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Jolly Jane was deemed Jolly insane and Jane. was sent to Taunton State Lunatic Hospital. Jolly Jane. I want to do like a whole episode about Jolly Jane. Jolly this is Jane. amazing. She went to Taunton, guys. Taunton. Taunton. The killer nurse. The killer nurse obsessed with death. Oh, my God. What, is she South, South Shore now? <laughs> No, I'm just like, wow. She was one of the most unusual serial killers in history. Like, unlike most female serial killers, she did it for the sexual thrill. This oh! Because female serial killers, like, especially around this time, they were, like, they were the black widows. So they would, like, use arsenic and they would kill off their husbands, you know, and, and, and get money that way. So they were, they were black widows. So female serial killers around this time um, did it out of necessity, out of financial necessity. But Jolly Jane did it because she got her jollies as her victims lay dying she got a powerful erotic charge from holding and caressing them this is so gross this is so gross she got into bed with them 
Oh my God. Isn't that gross? That's gross. That's gross. Wow. Yeah. Ew. She graduated from Lowell High School. Okay. So Lowell's finest. There's there's something. If you went to Lowell High, you can say that you went to the same school as Jolly Jane Toppin. All right. So she worked. Oh, she worked at Massachusetts General Hospital. But then she lost the job because she recklessly gave out opiates. Wow. She was just starting up. She's a partier. She, yeah, she befriended her elderly landlord and his wife, but killed them one by one. She, they, they had gotten feeble and fussy and old and cranky. Oh my God. I'm going to keep, I'm just like, wow. I know. You're unpacking a lot with this Jolly Jane. Yeah, Jolly Jane. I, I, you know, and I consider myself fairly well versed in this sort of uh, thing, but I've never heard of Jolly Jane and she's local. That is fantastic. You can do a whole tour. You can go to Taunton State Hospital and Massachusetts General Hospital and do the Jolly Jane tour. Jolly Jane tour. And the trial at the Barnstable County Courthouse. This is going to be a vacation package. That's crazy. It's going to be the Stay Scary Vacation, the Jolly Jane tour. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The only thing we had that was jolly in Pennsylvania was the Jolly Joe Timmer show. And he played polka music. That's horrible, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible, too. I am, like, absolutely obsessed now. mesmerized by this. All right. So you guys, you guys remember, okay, so we talked about Sleepy Hollow a little bit, right? So how many of you have driven down through New York to New Jersey and you get right before you get on the Tappan Zee Bridge, there's the exit for Sleepy Hollow. Do you guys, have you, do you guys remember that at all? Uh, so there's, so every time I see that exit, I think about, you know, the legend of Sleepy Hollow and that's a big thing, you know, around this time of year. We, of course, we've seen the Disney one and the Tim Burton one and then they're like all the little TV things that but Ichabod Crane was a real guy um, Washington Irving uh, he liked to make up Yankee names but um, this Ichabod Crane was an actual real name and he was a soldier and um, so there's actually at the Springville Cemetery on Richmond Avenue on Staten Island there is a military marker on the grave of Ichabod Crane Ichabod? Ichabod <laughs> It's your your brain. So Colonel Ichabod Crane definitely existed. Um, and there were some other funny names that Washington Irving liked to make up um, for Yankees. And those names included. So he did this before the War of 1812. Um, so there's uh, Diedrich Knickerbocker was another name. Knickerbocker. Like the Knickerbocker beer. Yeah. So yeah, y'all had Knickerbocker beer. And it's hot dog water. Don't do it. And so apparently he described so this this Diedrich Knickerbocker described New York in one of his uh, his books A History of New York um, being invaded by a squatting bundling guessing questioning swapping pumpkin eating molasses daubing shingle splitting cider watering horse jockeying notion peddling crew wow there was so much hatred with names like preserved fish and Habakkuk Nutter and Return Strong and Zerubbabel Fisk and Determined Cock. Determined Cock? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's a name. Wow. That he may 
meet up for somebody. So, wow. And actually, Preserved Fish was the name of an actual New Yorker. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, that's a little Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving kind of detour that we did just there. What else? What are you finding? Well, I just go down the rabbit hole. Oh, no, no. I I stopped with Jolly Jane because I will go down the the rabbit hole. Um, I'm uh, I'm actually bringing up some stuff uh, because last year um, I was a volunteer docent at the House of the Seven Gables in Salem. You guys been to the House of Seven Gables? Oh, you need to go to the House of Seven Gables. It's it's the historic uh, mansion that was the inspiration for Hawthorne's classic novel, House of the Seven Gables. It is in Salem. I, I wouldn't recommend going to Salem between now and Halloween because it's 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 a shit show. It's the best possible shit show, but if you're not into crowds, uh, don't go. Um, so I'm looking at a history of manifestations, and I'm just going to give a shout out to my to my my friends at the Gables, the eight, my H seven my H seven G crew. What's up? Miss you. Coming soon. Uh, manifestations at the uh, Turner Ingersoll. The, the name of it is actually the Turner Ingersoll Mansion. But uh, let's see. Uh, water faucets and lights go off and on all by themselves. A strong, unknown, benign presence is felt throughout the mansion. I can I can attest to this. I can attest to this. It is a very there's nothing um, there's nothing um, if you believe in in that kind of if you believe in that kind of energy there. Is nothing um, malevolent in the in the mansion. It's actually a very um, it's a very serene place. So a benign presence is felt throughout the mansion, keeping the living company. Various shadows have been spied by the living throughout the various floors. And then there's the entity of a little boy who likes to play around the attic area and look out the gable windows. So yeah, the attic area you can which which you can access I think through the the secret staircase. Which is like, yeah. If you're like, if you're if you're super skinny, then the, then the secret staircase is great. But like, <laughs> it's woo, it's tiny. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check out House of the Seven Gables. Not uh, you know if, whether you believe in 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 apparitions or not. If you're an architecture junkie, it is a super cool building. Um, if you're a Hawthorne uh, a Hawthorne fanatic, Hawthorne's birthplace is actually on the ground. Of the, uh, yeah. the yeah. Shout out to House of the Seven Gables. Definitely House of the check Seven it out. Gables. So, do you guys remember? Oh, hey. Do you guys remember the uh, Amityville Horror? Amityville. Ever... Come sit. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh, hello. Hello, Clarice. Greetings, Clarice. We're Space Scary Podcast. Usually we talk about horror movies, but now we're just sort of talking about like local ghosts and murders. And if, if, yeah. you, guys, if you guys have um, a, a, murder, a, murder a murder story, we have an extra mic. If you have a murder story or a ghost story from your hometown, hop on the mic. Yeah. Do you? Oh, I wish you did. Oh, well, no nobody does. Nobody has a murder story. Oh, no, come on through. Okay. Come on through, man. It's, it's all right. It's all good. Okay. So, Okay. You'll get edited out. It's okay. You'll get edited out. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll. I'm from my hometown, but I do. Okay. Come on over. Come on over. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Come on over. 
Come on over, baby. All right. Have a seat in the big comfy chair. Yes. Here you go. And all right. What's your name? Yes. Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Bedford, Mass. But the story is from uh, my aunt lives in Reisterstown, Maryland. Okay. Reisterstown, Maryland. I'm from Pennsylvania. And my my sister lives just outside. Delmarva. Of Bal- Baltimore. Yeah. Just outside of, in a Sykesville. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very close. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So I just learned this story recently, actually. So I don't have all the details, but it was in like the 18th century. You can get a little closer to that, Mike. The 18th century? Right. There was a local witch in town and she was tried and convicted of being a witch. Uh-huh. So they executed her. And they hung her in the town square. Okay. And then they cut her in half. <gasps> they buried half over by this farm and half over by a lumber mill. Oh my god. So, and what was the rationale for this? Cutting her in half? Uh, so she doesn't come back? Yeah. She yeah. Felt, like, yeah. So she cur- she put a curse on the town. Okay. And she died. Yeah. And said that she would come back and haunt everybody. Okay. I would. Yeah, right. I totally would. Yeah. So they buried half of her over by a farm. Okay. And the other half by a lumber mill. All right. So I was there like two weeks ago, maybe. Okay. And you, and you so. saw her? No. Oh, kind of forgot this, but her name was Melinda. Melinda the witch. Yes. Aww, I know Melinda, and I like her. <laughs> just so you just don't. All right, no, cool. I'm, 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 I'm down with Melinda, Melinda the witch. Melinda the half witch. Melinda yeah. the half witch. So, like Harvey Two Face. <laughs> let Dennis fine. finish the story. I'm sorry, Dennis. I'm so. It's okay. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we went. So my cousin and I went to the farm. Okay. And there is a stone that's carved and says Lower Melinda. <laughs> the story is if you visit one half of her, she moves closer together underground. And Ew. eventually she'll come back together and haunt the town. Wow. Oh my gosh. So we have to just story. keep visiting her. Yeah, Melinda. Exactly. I just like Lower Melinda. I want to have a band called Lower Melinda. Lower Melinda. All right, I'm yeah. looking this shit up. Lower Melinda. I do believe you, but like, I mean, I've already gone down the rabbit hole with Jolly Jane. Now I want to know about Lower Melinda. That's a great story. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis, you got another one in there, don't you? Upper than Lower Melinda. Strange Maryland travels. Wow. So, so wait, wasn't it Burkittsville, Maryland, where they did the, oh, the, Blair, Witch. the Blair Witch project? I didn't know that, but... Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I hated. I hated Blair Witch Project. I'm so I scared. I hated like the that snot movie. coming down her nose and like the camera, like up, like up the, the girl's nose and everything. Yeah, just like that. That was scary. I was scared. I just, I love this. No, that. So upper and lower Melinda. Yeah. Where is Lower Melinda's grave? Answers.com. Yeah, so I've been to Lower Melinda. I Unmarked. So it's unmarked. Lower Melinda. You know that's wow. that's just crazy. All right, crazy. Dennis, are, are we holding you up? No, you no. Uh, no. All right, 
All right, well, it says here, like, Upper Melinda's grave. They know where Upper Melinda's grave is, but they don't know where Lower Melinda's grave is. That's the opposite That's of what you just said. from hell. That's the opposite of what you just said. Wow. Dennis would know his Upper Dennis, Melinda from Dennis, his Lower Melinda. Dennis knows Lower yeah. Melinda. Yeah. <laughs> don't you, Dennis? That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. So I've learned so much already today. I've learned about Jolly Jane, and I've learned about uh, Lower Melinda. <laughs> this, is, this has been a very productive evening so far. <laughs> So yeah, so, uh, so does anybody else have any spooky murder. stories, any murder stories, stories of murder, murder, murder. This guy's got a murder story. You got a murder story, ghost story, murder story. Damn it! You guys killing it over there. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. You have a story. Oh, she has a story. A murder story. A murder story. No, it's not. What's your name? You've been so great. You, you guys, you guys came early. You couldn't wait to hear us. It's yeah. so flattering. What's your name? Marisol. Hi, Marisol. Hello. Uh, I'm from California originally. Okay. From Moreno Valley, which is small, like I mean, small for Southern California, but still relatively large. Town in Riverside County, so 60 miles southeast of LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I the summer before I started high school, it's common for people in my district or in the school district to take summer classes. Okay. And this one was down the street from the high school I was supposed to be going to. So she was on her way uh, from summer school, and normally she walks with her boyfriends. Okay. For whatever reason. Boyfriends? Boyfriends. Oh, boyfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever reason, her boyfriend couldn't walk with her. Okay. So they said, okay, we'll meet up later at a friend's house. But then she never turned up to her friend's house. Uh-oh. Uh, and her sister tried to get a hold of her and couldn't get a hold of her. So uh, they're like, no, something's wrong. She hasn't turned up. She normally lets people know where she is. Uh, so they started looking around and found her binders and some of her things thrown about. They're like, oh no, something, something's gone wrong here. Uh, and immediately tried to notify police, immediately tried to notify um, like everyone to try to search for her. The problem was that also um, when they found some of her belongings, her sister and her boyfriend like moved things around mm-hmm. and that didn't help. You know, don't right. with the, the, crime, the scene. Uh, crime scene. Yeah. Right. So then this became a really large search party in my hometown because stuff like this doesn't normally happen. Yeah. And it kind of went on for a couple of, I think a couple of weeks or even like a month. No one knew where she was and everyone was really worried and they were kind of like vigils. I actually know her cousins. Wow. Because uh, we went to middle school together and we were in the same high school. And eventually they did find her uh, in a field and she was partially naked and her body had been out there for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, so because of the way that you know, she was there, they assumed that it was some sort of sexual assault. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So they ended up finding surveillance footage, I think from the neighbor's house, that found her walking along yeah. the street, like on the way to her friend's house. And there was a car that passed her 
And then later they saw footage of the car coming back around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they determined, okay, this is the make and the model of the car, and this is who was registered. Come on in, sit down. It's a live podcast. We're talking about murder and ghost stories. Uh, yes, and he, the person who murdered her actually ended up moving shortly after. Yep. Uh, moving to Long Beach, which is about 60, 70 miles east, I mean, west of us. And it probably took a year or two years before they actually got enough evidence to convict it because when they had found her remains, they had found some DNA on, on one of her earrings. Uh, oh, yeah. Gross. But she wasn't in the system at the time. Okay. Right? So it wasn't about until a year or two later that he ended up getting arrested for something unrelated in Long Beach. Okay. And his DNA ended up in the system, and that's how they determined. And they matched it from an earring. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. And the trial took forever. Like, this happened in 2010. Okay. He wasn't actually found guilty until this year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was a long time yes. for justice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so even though he was arrested, I think, in 2012, uh, yeah, he wasn't convicted until 2019. Wow. D- DNA, man. Like, yeah. just like the tiniest, tiniest, like, particle, like, on an earring. Yes. That's crazy. It's a wild time. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes, yes that's great. And you this get a oh, guest. Yes, and one for dear girl soap. Yeah, it's it's our it's our it's our fucking hippie foot soap. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Have some fucking hippie foot soap. So it's we did a whole episode. We we did an episode where Yin made this for me, and I was like, oh, are these bath salts? Am I going to snort them and like eat someone's face? No, they're, they're not foot bath soap. soap. They're foot soap. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. So they're not. They're not bath salts. I was very disappointed, but they. But they do make your feet. They do make your feet smell very nice. They're very nice. It's a labor of love. Yes, because she's she's a hippie, yeah. and that's the kind of stuff that she does. Yeah. It's, so it's eucalyptus, peppermint, and tea tree oil. And so if you just dissolve that in hot water and put your feet in, but don't make it too. Yeah, that'll open up your sinuses. Yeah. yeah. And See, we're bath salts. Man, and bath yeah. salts. No, not bath salts, Lisa. Stop calling them bath salts. Face eating bath salts. No, no, no. Oh, so hey, so you're hey, you got you got kitty cat. Kitty, kitty cat got bath salts. She did. Yes. Hey, you weren't supposed to eat them, and they're not bath salts. It's a foot salt. No, it's Lisa, not bath salts. Do not eat. Once the uh, hand dryer is done, yes. Yeah. I know it's that. It's the cursing. It's the haunted hand. house noises. It's the it's the haunted bathroom. All right. So, so Becky's grave. Becky, that's what, a thing. So what's Becky? Who's Becky? Becky. So every every town is a Becky, right? So I found out there were two Becky's graves in Pennsylvania. One oh, of the Western. Right. Yeah, this is a Pennsylvania story. The Pennsylvania Becky. Becky's Woo! grave. So uh, apparently Becky's grave is visited. 
Now, there's so many rumors about Becky's grave that, like, Satanists come to visit, the Hell's Angels hang out there and keep a vigil over it. Wow. And then I heard it was, like, the pagans instead. And, you know, and you can see that people have done things. But the actual story, according to the Morning Call, okay. is that the grave of Rebecca Ann Brown was desecrated two days before the scheduled beginning of a trial in Lehigh County Court for two of the three youths charged youths youths charged with her death. The frozen body of Brown, 13, formerly of Catasauqua, that's another one of those Algonquin names, Catasauqua, was found December 24th, partially submerged in a creek about 180 yards west of Front Street in Catasauqua, or Caddy, or Caddy as the uh, locals like to call it. Okay. Whitehall Township police reports indicate the desecration was discovered Saturday by Miss Brown's mother, Karen Ann Brown of New York City. New York City! Who was visiting the Fairview Cemetery grave site in the West Catasauqua section of the township. So there was a jury trial uh, to begin for Timothy Fenstemaker of Whitehall, Edward Gray of Copley, and they were both charged with homicide, rape, indecent assault, criminal conspiracy, and underage drinking. And then there was a third Ute, Brent A. Smith. Ute. Ute. Y-O-O-T. Who uh, was reportedly involved in the homicide and entered a guilty plea to a charge of voluntary manslaughter and has agreed to testify for the Commonwealth. So anyhow, there were uh, lanterns, prisms, religious statues and candles stolen from the grave site and flowers planted on the grave were uprooted or torn off at their roots. And you know what? I do have to say it takes a pe- special piece of shit to des- desecrate a grave. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. And so anytime I see any of that stuff happening, I just, I say a prayer for the family in my head and I also like hope for justice for that person because who does that, right? Right. Who does that shit? Um, so is this, is this why Hell's Angels and Pagans protect Becky's grave now? I guess so. So I guess her father apparently was either a Hell's Angel or a Pagan. He's one of those biker gangs. And, um, you know, the biker the biker gang community, apparently, they, they do take care of their own. So Oh, there's a biker code, for real. I had a I had an English professor um, in college, um, Mark Tiger Edmonds, and, and everyone did call him Tiger. And he, you know, had long hair and he kind of had like this, you know, Johnny Cash type voice. And he always had like black his black Labradors um, with all he was he was he was you know and he always he always uh, rode BMW bikes he always rode BMW bikes Fancy. he's got um, he's got a couple he has he writes motorcycle epic epic motorcycle poems like like not epic like oh cool dude epic but like epic as in you know like rhyme of Homer god damn it alien era uh, like the, like the rhyme of the ancient mariner type uh, so epic motorcycle poetry and uh, and and he's got a book called gather around me riders and yeah so he talks about you know there is there is a code among bikers they are they are gentlemen yes they are yes they are so if you're a biker and you're listening to this podcast and god bless you yes and and props to mark tiger edmonds who once told me that one of the things that i wrote in his class was pap P-A-P, PAP. He just wrote it in big letters. PAP. Like, not like PAP smear. No, gross. No, PAP. Like, it was just, it was just trite, stupid writing. Ah. Um, so, y'all know about the, uh, y'all know about the molasses flood, right? You know, oh, the, the molasses flood. Oh, my flood. gosh. Yeah, January, January, so last know, January. We someone in our audience who grew up in the North End and probably knows the molasses story better than we do. Yep, yeah, come here. No, tell really? us. All right, well, yeah, no. Sure. No, all right, come on, jump on the mic. 
So the so the tank was like right yeah yeah the molasses tank was like two point two point five million gallons of molasses. Uh, you can on a hot summer day you can still smell the molasses. Um, really? You can smell up, up to a certain point. No, not really. Up to a certain point you could, but like, but it was uh, last January was actually the hundredth anniversary of the Great Molasses Flood. So it was it was this massive tank um, in the North End. It was uh, nearly full on January 15th, thanks to a recent infusion of 2.3 million gallons of molasses from Puerto Rico. Um, around noon, something went horribly wrong. Witnesses later recalled hearing a noise like gunfire as the tank's rivets popped and the steel sides ripped open. So 26 million pounds of molasses went tearing down Commercial Street in a a 15-foot wave of molasses, which, like, you know, you think, I mean, like, it's, it's comical, like, in hindsight, but, like... It's it says in this I'm looking at this it's on um what is this it's a uh, mental floss mentalfloss.com um, it sounds like something from a cartoon but the surging molasses was a shockingly destructive force it killed a horse um, among other things the human co- yeah so it's like it smashed the body count on it that one. smashed multiple houses let's see the the human cost it moved so quickly and so forcefully that anyone who was unlucky enough to be in its way didn't stand much of a chance. So the flood claimed 21 lives. Another 150 people suffered injuries. Um, and yeah, and I know it. I know it also killed a horse. Um, so you can look it up and see the pictures. It's, um, it really was a wave of mutilation. And and there was um, there was a really good book about it a few years ago called Dark Tide. Um, it's by uh, Stephen Stephen Puglio. Um, I read it. It's a, It's actually. It's it's more than just you know, garish, uh, lurid story about you know twenty six pounds of twenty six million pounds of molasses. It talks about you know the political situation in Boston at the time, and um, and there was just a lot of finger pointing around it. And um, it's it's a really sad story ultimately, but it's also really fascinating. So if you don't know about the molasses flood, um, do pick up Dark Tide. It's a it's a really fascinating book. And yeah, last January was the 100th anniversary of the Great Molasses Flood. And on a summer day, you can still smell the molasses. So yeah, that's like my favorite weird Boston story. And uh, yeah, that's that's my the favorite. Boston, who said the Boston Strangler? Oh, the Boston oh, Strangler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is that? The Boston Strangler was uh, DeSalvo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hang on. So yeah, the Boston Strangler. So Boston had quite a few. Uh, well, yeah, famous criminals. Oh sure, the, the Boston Strangler was one of them. Who else? Oh, Charles Stewart. Oh yeah, I was yeah. I think I was in high school when that happened. That was terrible. What happened? Oh, uh, Charles Stewart. Hang on. Um, Charles Stewart. Yeah. So Charles Stewart. This happened. Da, 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 da. Charles Stewart. He uh, he sh- he killed his pregnant wife. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He cut, it, he cut her in the abdomen? Oh, yeah. So it was 1989, so I wasn't in high school any, 
anymore. Um, That's disgusting. But I remember not it. Yeah, not in high school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting, disgusting that you're so old. <laughs> um, That's not what I meant, Lisa. He was the general manager for the uh, Cacus for the first the Furrier store on Newbury Street. So I remember that. And yeah. So his his wife Carol was was pregnant. She's a tax attorney and pregnant with their first child. And so yeah, he shot her and then blamed it um, blamed it on a black man. Um, it was like yeah, it was like a huge just just an unknown an unknown yeah no oh god no um, yeah so no Charles Stewart but then uh, Boston Strangler let me go back to Boston Strangler here. Um, da, 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 da. I'm so glad we have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Thank you to Bull Market so and Bull Market. What an amazing place! Like I usually um, um I didn't even know this place existed. Um, it's super super cool. I usually I'm in a B52s tribute band called Bikini Whale, and we usually um, we frequently play down the street at Sally O'Brien's, and I had no idea this place existed. So and we're um, also yeah, Albert DeSalvo. You're right. All of those uh, all of you guys out here in the uh, live studio. Yeah, audience. like live studio audience yeah. listening to us just yeah. kind of like babble. And, and it, yeah, no, um, and, like, and like feeding us information. And that is is what it's about. That's you what. Know? Yeah, We're usually off off of each other in a podcast. It's totally what you do. Right, and usually usually we talk about horror movies, but we figured you know let's let's some let's, true uh, stories. Let's do some true stories. True nasty, disgusting murder. Yeah, stories. thirteen women between the ages of nineteen and eighty five. So like he didn't have a type. He was just like this was just uh this was just spree murder. Two legs and a vagina, that was it. So it was yeah, between nineteen sixty two and nineteen sixty four. Yeah, nineteen between nineteen and eighty five. You just have yeah. to be a woman. And there's a whole list, yeah, there's a whole list here of uh yeah, I wow. Yeah. It's still not it's still not quite as uh as, as fascinating as Jolly Jane though. No. I, I want to do a whole well, thing. You know, you Ted guys Bundy miss had a type. Ted Bundy. Well, Ted Bundy definitely had a type. I mean, there are serial killers. You know, there, there are different kinds of serial killers. There are like spree murderers, and then there are you know there are people who there are those who definitely like part of the thrill is planning it out and stalking the victim and tricking the victim. And then there you know there are people like who are like Robert Picton. I was just listening to a podcast about Robert Picton. You guys heard Robert Picton? He's a Canadian pig farmer. He was a pig farmer that was uh, murdering prostitutes and then like disposing of them at his pig farm it's yeah it's pretty horrible um but yeah he was more of like a, I mean he didn't really so much have a type and he was actually very sloppy he was a sloppy murderer he wasn't you know he wasn't like a a, a Ted Bundy type who well, like knew how to dispose farm. of things but he was very yeah and he wasn't very bright but like they just for some reason well part of it is part of it why it took so long to catch him is that because he was um he was murdering um First Nations women and he was oh. murdering um prostitutes so there and there's a term for this it's called less dead if if you know if they don't if they don't have family who are looking out for them if they're not like nice upper middle class types you know then they, they just kind of the, the murders just kind of pile up and go unsolved and there is a term yeah it's called less dead um but yeah so Robert Picton like has evaded justice for a really long time I will never eat pork again yeah no well yeah no because they found they found because 
there was so little remaining of a lot of these women and they actually found DNA when you were talking about the earring the backs of the earrings they found uh, women's DNA because you know like a lot of serial killers he kept trophies um, so pairs of earrings they found DNA of the women like literally the only thing that was left of the women was the was the DNA on the backs of the earrings and they're like horrified and leaving bye thank you Dennis <laughs> um, so yeah they, they were finding uh, DNA on the backs of the earrings but then there was a freezer full of ground pork and they actually what? found yeah they actually found the DNA of these women of, of a few of these women in the packages oh, of ground pork God. yeah 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 that's not just sausage you're having uh, that's that's my, so that's my chair Robert Picton there's there's a few podcasts about Robert Picton oh, the pig yeah. farmer and he and his brother had this like club called like the happy time pig palace or something like that yeah it's just like woo happy time pig palace Did, was, was his brother in on it yeah David his brother his, I think his brother his brother was sort of in on it I don't know it's like it's this whole yeah it's it's a horrible story but um oh. yeah there's um there's a podcast called it's called Big If True so uh definitely um subscribe to Big If True if you like lots of this they, they don't just focus on murder they also focus on like cryptids and ghost stories and and um they did uh they did a pretty uh, they did a pretty cool they doing hauntings and things like that but um yeah they're they're really good oh they did a, they did a pretty good one about the Salem witch trials but they kept pronouncing it Gloucester and it was just yeah right and it was just like oh my god it was like Even I know, no, it was like that. fingernails on a chalkboard like man it was a great episode and they actually they, they um there's a, there's a theory about uh, that's been since debunked but like I've heard a lot of podcasts about the Salem witch trials, especially around about now, um, where it's called the ergot theory. And they say that the reason why um, the girls went into this hysteria and the town was in this witch panic hysteria oh, was because of the this, this mold on the rye. On the, on the rye. They, would, they would eat rye and this mold would develop on the rye. And if you had enough of this, if you ingested enough of this mold, it was basically like LSD. Yeah. And so this this historian like introduced this theory that you know the reason why it went off the way it did was because they were all basically you know tripping on acid twenty four seven. They were tripping balls, um, but it's not true, and and it's been it's been disproven. And and even if you go to if you go to any of the witch museums um, or go on any of the uh, the Salem witch tours in in Salem, um, they'll never bring up the ergot. You know, the, someone in someone in the crowd would be like. Well, I heard that they were hallucinating on this mold that was in the rye, and, and it's not true. But on the Big If True podcast, they did they did mention it, and and they did say not likely because really what it is, it's just it's just a case of mass hysteria, you know. And and you can see it, you know, it still happens. People, you know, you get enough people together who are fueled by fear, and in Salem there were a lot of things, you know, going against them. You know, this fueled was a, by fear that doesn't sound like anything we're experiencing now does it so they're fueled by fear um you know it's a puritan it's a puritan village you know it's calvinist um you know they believe they absolutely believe in satan um they absolutely believe in the in in the devil and um you know and they're they're also you know facing constant um invasion from the native american presence you know didn't naturally didn't want them there so you know and it's cold. 
it's dark, it's damp, and there are also, you know, sort of um, personality clashes going on with, with the two Salem Village and, and the Salem and Salem proper, and you know, these like political rifts going on with that. And you know, so basically, yeah, it was just it was mass hysteria. And it's um it's it's really it's a it's a sad story. Um and if I, I do recommend don't go to Salem right now. <laughs> don't do it. Um unless unless you really wanna I mean I enjoy it. Um when I was when I was um working at the House of Seven Gables last fall, um I really enjoyed the insanity of it. But if you're not into crowds, don't do it. Wait till wait till postseason and then take your tour of the Seven Gables and you know go to the you know the Salem the Salem Witch Museum. Go to the the Salem Witch um the, the witch trial um memorial is actually really nice. Um, it's very um, it's it's very understated, but it's it's very cool. Um, but yeah, so Ergot Theory, no big of true podcast. Big ups to them, but it's Gloucester. Thank you. Yeah. They just put a big red chair like right in front of Kevin, and uh, he looks like he's gonna get trapped back there. Yeah, I mean they're just they're just they're penning him in. That's my husband over there. Hi, Kevin. He's so patient, like following me around on my hijinks, my horror pipe, my horror hijinks. So both Lisa and I are dressed up. Uh oh, is he going to take oh. the mic? Oh, oh, here comes Columbo. Here comes Columbo. He's dressed as Columbo. He doesn't think anyone's going to know what he is, but you guys, you guys would know Columbo. Do you? <laughs> do like Columbo? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say a couple of things. Columbo <laughs> and uh, the Boston Strangler. Boston Strangler. He actually lived in Malden. Oh. Yeah, because we're from Malden. Yeah, we, we're from Malden. Uh, we live there. We live. We live in Malden. <laughs> Kevin and I are a mixed marriage. I'm yeah. from the South Shore. He's from the North Shore. Yeah, yeah. And we make it work. Yeah, we um, make it work. We do. Because we both know how to say Wilson. Yes. And, Glo- and Gloucester. Yeah. So Albert DeSalvo lived on Florence Street in Malden. Okay. For quite a while. And Florence parents, Street? I know exactly where that is. Right. And my parents had an apartment on Florence Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were married in the early 60s. Yes, they were married in uh, 61. Wow. And they lived on Florence Street uh, from 61 until they moved to Spruce Street in 64. Okay. My mother said, because at the time, my father was working overnight shifts as a truck driver. Okay. And she, um, there was the, the house they lived in, it was a three apartments in the house. And there was a nurse that lived on the second floor. My parents were up on the third floor, and the nurse knocked on my mother's door one night and asked her if she could stay, sit with her for a while because she thought she heard somebody at the door. And this was before anybody like had an inkling that one story broke before there had been some murders that they they didn't really suspect. One of the things about the Disciple case is that they didn't really connect a lot of the murders together for exactly the reason that you were saying that you had no type. Yeah. There didn't seem to be a pattern. It wasn't a pattern. So nobody really knew. And also, he tended to, uh, uh, he was active in Boston. So it's. He went outside of so Malden to do his murder. He left Malden Rock City. There's, there's, we, they don't know if that was ever really the case or if it was like a straight path. But my mother just remembered after. Wow. That, 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 I, uh, that 
I don't I don't know if I knew that story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that. You never know. Huh? You never know. And, you know, you could have a serial killer living down the street from you. You don't know. What are the uh, What are the odds? I don't even know what the statistics are. Of no, actually knowing a serial killer, of somebody being like one one out of so many people, you know, a serial killer. Like, what what is the statistic on that? Do you have a murder story or a ghost story from your hometown? You look like you have a story about murder. That that mustache is killer. The handlebar yeah, mustache you got is pretty killer. That looks like, but I don't. Wow. <laughs> what about what, what about this beautiful fairy princess what here? What about you, dear fawn yeah. of a woman? Dear dear fawn of a woman, leaping gazelle of of a woman. You're, what are you, Dionysus? I'm a worshiper of Dionysus. Oh, I knew it was a Dion Dionysian Dionysian. So, Miss Dionysian, do you, do you know, do you, is there a murder or a ghost story from your hometown? Uh, yeah. Come, come, come sit, come sit in the big comfy chair. Tell Hello. us a story. Where's the Where's the microphone? Is the microphone over there? Columbo, what did you do with the microphone? Oh, there you go. Thank you. Hello, beauty. What is your name? Uh, my name is Julia. Hi, hey. Julia. Oh wow, look at all these creepy people. Hi, creepy people. I love, people. I love you. Wow. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, Julia, okay. tell us a, tell us a story. Where are you from? So, I'm from Springfield. Okay. And I think the biggest ghost story in Springfield is the. Uh, now we're going to forget the name of the theaters that come out of but there was a jail in Springfield that was haunted for a huge bit of time. Yes. Um, and talk a little bit more into the mic. Oh. Swallow that mic, Julia. <laughs> So there was a jail in Springfield that was haunted for a huge amount of time, and it closed down, and there was, you know, it was kind of empty for a bit. Sometimes there were tours, people were just being supernatural, and it ended up closing down, just things got way too intense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, Jails hold a lot of energy. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and even now, even though it's been torn down, there's still just people think that there's weird things that go on there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of lingered on. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing from from where I'm from. Today. From Springfield. All right. Yeah. Springfield. Yeah, jails, mental hospitals—they all like like maintain like really funky energy for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Massachusetts, especially, I feel like we've got. I oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Yeah, and that's a, and that's exactly why we're we're talking about them. It's a long, bloody history. There's a prison in Boston that's now a hotel. Um, yes, and can you imagine? What is this? The what? What is it? Yeah, Charles Street. Yeah, so they turned it. They turned it into a hotel. It's crazy. I mean, I remember because I remember when I, I would be. Yeah, I would get really, really drunk. So like, and people who are old enough to remember this like you'd get like really really like shit face and it'd be like two o'clock in the morning and you go to Buzzies yeah you go to Buzzies dog right and you get those like greasy wedges of potato and I would like sit there like you know drunk and like eating my greasy wedges of potato and looking at this like abandoned you know prison and it was like so spooky and yeah so they turned it into a jail and they have a bar called Clink <laughs> I want to go there True. Yeah, yeah I want to see if I can feel the creepy vibe I wonder if it's like uh, the Overlook Hotel. 
where you know, well, yeah, the, the, the overlook, it, which is a you know a pretend place. You yeah, know, it's not yeah, a real it's a, place. Well, no, there there are actually a, f- a couple of different hotels that are associated with the Shining Hotel. There's the one in Colorado. There's one in um, in Oregon um, that that they used for the exterior shots in the movie. Um, I actually I went and had uh, I had lunch there because my my uh, cousin was getting married out in in that area and uh, I'm I'm you know did they have the maze did they have no there was no hedge maze the hedge maze was was built and brought in um, and and so but yeah so the exterior shots of, of that hotel are um, you know, the Timberline it's called the Timberline Lodge and so we're driving up there and and like I don't know what I was I wasn't thinking I'm just like why is this place so creepy why does it look so creepy and familiar my mother just looks at me she's like it's where they filmed The Shining you dumbass you know I'm like oh my god it is yeah so there's the Timberline and then there's um let's see there's a couple of different ones so the Timberline is at Mount Hood so the interiors of the Overlook are based heavily on the Awani Hotel in Yosemite and then the film's Colorado Lounge is a near copy of the Grand Lounge at Awani Colorado Lounge you just uh, made me think of something so the uh that would be a house uh, has anyone stayed at the Lizzie Borden house? It's like, oh yeah, go ahead and stay oh, there. It's, it's a bed and breakfast now. I want to go. So I definitely want to stay at the Lizzie Borden house for sure. Fall River, River. Otherwise known as the Riv. I would definitely stay there. No. You, get, you get you get some of these. Yay. So that's a soak. It's, it's not. They're not bath salts. Salt, Lisa. They're bath salts. They'll make you eat someone's face no, off. No, you're supposed to dissolve them in hot water. Soak your tootsies in there. It's got this lovely eucalyptus, peppermint, and tea tree oil in it, and it's it's good for your feet. It's good for your sinuses. So, Thank you so yeah, much. you're yeah. very welcome. Thanks for being. Thanks for telling us a story about the jail. Yeah. Yeah. And the jail. The jail. Jailhouse. Oh, and Eugenia! So, yeah, so Eugenia's had her face in the bat, in the foot. She's one of our one of our mascots. That's yeah. Eugenia. Tell yeah. tell everybody. <laughs> she's she's she's. <laughs> yeah, you are silly. I love her. She is one of our. She is one of our mascots. Yes. Okay. You can shut Eugenia up at any point, and I would be really happy. So there's Eugenia is one of our mascots, and then this is um, this is Tiny Nosferatu, and you're all welcome to come up and and give him a squish. He is a little crocheted um, Nosferatu that my mother made for me because my mother is also a freak. Touch him, love him, Tiny Nosferatu. Smell everything. Tiny Nosferatu. She also made me. She also made me a Cthulhu. Um, but that's yes, because my mother's an absolute freak. Come, come see. Hi, this tiny Nosferatu. Um, bless. Yes, tiny Nosferatu blesses you all. Blessings upon you from tiny Nosferatu. Smell that doll. Thank you all so much for sitting and indulging us in our in our weird 
darkness and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, it sounds like uh, things are going full swing next door. Oh, yes, that's right. We'll get the comedy club We've next door. we got the door. comedy club next door upstairs at Bow Market. Yeah. And yeah. if you are not here on the 26th, there are some other events going on here. I suggest you go to their website and check it out. We, don't, we also want to thank uh, Bow Market. We want to thank We Thieves. Who, yes, uh, if you haven't been to We Thieves, fabulous, fabulous We Thieves. Yeah, so, the, so thank you guys for all coming to listen and sharing your stories. And uh, this should go out, what, Monday? Um... Because Lisa's got two parties tonight. I have two parties tonight. And she and may not I, be able to edit tomorrow. I actually am probably going to venture into the bowels of Salem tomorrow because I am just that insane. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably edit this week. Um, you know, we, we usually... special Halloween. We usually episode. launch on uh, every other Monday. So we actually had an episode last Monday. Um, siblings. So, yeah. Check that out. So, episode 10, yeah, Siblings. Won't feel, it won't be out this Monday. It'll be out next Monday. All right. Yeah. So that would be after the day of the dead. After the day of the dead. Yes. Um, and yeah, so once again, we are Stay Scary. Yay. Hey, thank you. Thanks. That's not for us. Uh, <laughs> we are Stay Scary Podcast. We are a silly podcast about serious horror. Um, we usually do horror movies, uh, themes and tropes in, in horror movies. And, and yes, show them your ticket and um <laughs> by all means show them your ticket your tickets your to hell it's a paradise i have a ticket to hell uh, <laughs> we're, we're a fairly new podcast but we are available wherever you listen to podcasts and uh i am i am lisa mccolgan and my b52's tribute band bikini whale is playing at the square root in roslindale next saturday night so if you like the b52s uh do check us out yin have you got something going on that you want to talk about i am not in a cool band like you are at the moment so no yeah but you don't but you do other shit no i do so uh i, I am doing a uh i'm co-facilitating a workshop in uh burlington uh at roots yoga uh and it's a yoga and massage workshop and so sounds um, kinky yeah so you get your bliss on for about an hour and a half and stretch out and relax and meditate and get a little uh little neck rub you know shoulder rub back low back you know. she's very good at it i like to think so. when is that happening <laughs> oh i want to do goat dude i want to do goat yoga so bad goat yoga. That, have you done it i've heard bad oh. things about goat yoga i know but it's baby goats it's a fad it's a fad I know but it's baby goats <laughs> it's baby goats I would do I would do black Philip yoga you know black Philip from the witch like the goat from the witch <laughs> that's a great movie I love that movie and, and I still haven't um, I, I still oh I'll tell you guys this. I haven't seen the lighthouse I have to go see the lighthouse the lighthouse looks good so uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you is like on Wednesdays spa yoga borealis yoga Medford uh, 915 so uh, if you are in Medford you can visit Borealis's beautiful new studio they've got two yoga rooms now they have a wellness room and uh, upstairs they will have an Ayurvedic cafe so if you are into hey 
what can I say? Ian is a fucking hippie. All right. So thank you all so much, and and come up and get some 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 foot soap. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I've got uh, plenty. She's got lots. plenty. She made lots. She made lots. It smells really good. Like this whole place like smells amazing right now. My sinuses have never been so clear. All right. So thank you all for sticking around and uh, do listen to us. Uh, we're on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just look up Stay Scary. The logo will feature Tiny Nosferatu. You can't miss us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye